And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we are back. Thank you so much for joining us for yet another episode of the Startup Hustle podcast. We have a very, very special guest with us today, um, somebody who is a little bit of a celebrity right now, has had a couple of big wins recently. But first, want to mention and say thank you to Gusto. Uh, they are sponsoring today's episode. And with Gusto, taking care of employees has never been more important. For years, Gusto has been helping more than 100,000 small business owners run payroll, offer benefits, onboard new employees and more. They call it the, the people platform. And it doesn't just look nice. I've, I've actually played with it and it works. It works really well. Your payroll taxes are filed, deductions are calculated, your team gets paid. You can offer health insurance and 401ks. Um, so Gusto has actually taken it upon themselves to offer a really fantastic deal. Uh, you can get three months free after your first payroll when you go to gusto.com backslash startup hustle. That's gusto.com backslash startup hustle. A very special gift for our guests that we're really excited about. And we'd like to th say thank you to Gusto for sponsoring the Startup Hustle podcast. And now, what you have all been waiting for, I am so very, very excited to introduce today's guest. We have with us Janae Johnson, and she is founder and CEO of Interplay. And I'm going to let her tell us about Interplay, but I will tell you that um, I don't know how old you are, listeners, but whenever I meet a young person who is just so on the ball and has their stuff so together, like Janae Johnson does, um, it gives me hope for the world. And it also makes me die a little inside because I wish I had been so cool when I was your age. But thank you so much for being with us on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here. I watch the show all the time, so it's good to be on it. I am so glad. I am so glad. Well, so, so I'm going to hop right into it. And I, I, I am going to preface all of this by saying that I have watched your budding career for, for a little while now. And it's just been so fabulous to see you grow. But I, I'd like to ask you, just tell us a little bit about you. Tell us about who you are, what you do, and, and a little bit about how you got here. Yes, yeah, so I'm a full-time student and athlete at the University of Missouri, Kansas City, and I'm currently majoring in entrepreneurship, but I'm also the CEO and founder of Interplay, so I kind of have a lot on my plate. I wear a lot of different hats, a lot of different uh, sides of me, but my company, Interplay, is working towards automating pet interaction by providing dog owners with one of the world's first interactive dog crates, so we're trying to ease the lives of busy dog owners and uh, allow them to interact and care for their dog from their phone while they're away. So with the Interplay Dog Crate, dog owners will be able to dispense food and water to their dog, see and talk to their dog, and open and close the uh, crate from their phone while they're away. So it's great for busy people who wear many different hats like me. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like you may have been trying to solve a problem that you were experiencing in your own life. You know, how do busy people take care of pets? So, so tell us a little bit about that. What, what inspired Interplay? Yeah, so it all started when I was a senior in high school and I had to come up with a, a group project. We had to create an ideal or imaginary company at the time and create a business model and business plan around it. So I was sitting, thinking, thinking what it could be, thinking of a product, just thinking of something that could be something that people would like, people would enjoy. So I thought about my aunt and how she's always away from home. Well, not even away from home. She will always lead family events early to care for her dog, whether it be to go feed it or let it out. That was, It was always like at the height of the moment she had to leave to care for her dog. So I'm like, you know, what if she could do this from our farm while she away? So we went went ahead and went with the idea. It was, it was really good. We got the project done. So coming into my freshman year in college, I had a pet hamster. So I, like I mentioned, I never had a pet growing up. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take matters into my own hands. I'm going to have this pet experience. So I got a pet hamster and well, it was an experience. Let's just, that says the least. But I was able to realize that this is a problem that people really have and it, it needed a solution because I was always away yeah. with class or practice and I'm like you know okay I, this product is something that people need something that would be beneficial because I need it right now with a hamster so I can only imagine how beneficial it'll be to people with dogs you have a dog so that's kind of the, yeah that's the backstory and that's how I came up with the idea for interplay well so so even even you know us dog owners, we love our dogs, but we recognize that they can sometimes be a little high maintenance. So, so I, I love that you saw that problem, you identified it and you were like, okay, what can we do to fix it? That, that's so very entrepreneurial. Um, so, so tell us a little bit about the, the, the product, like the product itself. Can you tell us kind of what the plan is for that? Um, I know that it's a, it's a kennel, but I know that it also comes with a lot of bells and whistles. So what are you, what are you building into that? Yeah, so it's a it's a dog crate, and all of the features and everything will be built into the crate. That's our plan for now. But of course, we're still refining it since we're in the product development stage. So we're still altering it and making kind of revisions to ensure that it's the best product for our target customers and that it's something that they'll really truly enjoy and enjoy using. So right now, it'll include a camera, food and water dispensers, and then a lock. And then all that will be built into the crate. And then each component will be operable through the Interplay app. So they would just simply open up the Interplay app, select which interaction they wish to perform, whether it's to feed, see, or talk to the dog, and interact with their dog while they're away. That's amazing. I, I What a game changer. Like, I just can't, I, I'm a dog owner, and I cannot imagine how, how, much peace of mind that would give me just knowing that I, I can have little touch points that yeah. is awesome and and you've already seen some seen some traction um you know I know that you're pretty pretty early on in the entrepreneurial journey you're still kind of yeah. doing some research and some market testing and you know kind of figuring out where you want to go with it but um you know you've started pitching you've started raising you've started you and you actually just recently got a big honor um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> 
Yes, I was recently honored as UMKC's 2020 Black School Student Entrepreneur of the Year. And that was a very, very exciting accomplishment for me. So when I applied for it, uh, one of my professors encouraged me to apply, actually. And I have plans to apply this year since um, I did in the previous year. So I'm like, you know, I feel I felt qualified this year. I felt I had a few entrepreneurial successes under my belt. I felt I had been doing good. So I'm like, you know, I went. I was pretty confident into the application. So I gave it my all, wrote the, wrote the essay, went through the application process. And I was just hoping for the best. I was just, I just kept mentioning to my mom. I'm like, yeah, mom, I'm my first student entrepreneur of the year. We'll see how it goes. Like, I'm really hoping I get it. Like, I was very, very excited. So when I got the email that I got it and that I was selected as the nominee and I'll be this year's honoree, I I called my mom. That was the first thing I did. I'm like, I was just calling her and I was just smiling on the phone. I FaceTimed her. She was like, well, what happened? I was like, I got student entrepreneur of the year. And I had to tell my mom not to tell anyone because as soon as I told her, I know the whole world was going to know. So I had to make sure that she didn't know because they didn't want it to publicly and they wanted to do a separate announcement to the public. So that was like the a big secret that we had to keep quiet for a long time, but it was it was just exceptional. I was honored. It was just validation that a lot of the work that I've been doing has been has not gone unnoticed, and I was just extremely honored to be in the presence of entrepreneurs who are well established. So I was just glad to even be in the conversation with them. Well, so, so I don't know if I can tell you how proud we were. <laughs> Uh, you know, so, so I actually had a conversation with, um, I think, Laura and Ben over at the Rainier Institute and the Black School a few days before they made the announcement. And we were talking about EOY and I was like, wait, 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 tell me, did Janae win Student, Student Entrepreneur of the Year? You have to tell me. And they wouldn't tell me, but they smiled. And I think Laura said that I was going to be happy. And so I was like, okay, good. So, so just so you know, I was I was super excited for you. Um, and one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about was pitching, because I have seen you pitch multiple times now. Um, first through the UMPC Venture Creation Challenge, then through um, you know I think you pitched for the uh, oh it was the demo day for. Velocity, and each time you've gotten better. And so I want to talk to you about that. Like, what did, what's your process there? I believe, well, starting out when I first pitched, it was at the Rainer Venture Creation Challenge in 2019. That was shortly after my idea was still a sketch when I pitched at the competition. And for prototypes at the time, I just had, I cut out some cardboard boxes that I envisioned the design looking like. So that was the stage I was at when I was pitching at the competition. Yeah. That was my first ever pitch competition. And I had gone to pitch practices offered through eScholars. Like I know Ben Gruber at the time, I think he was tired of seeing me because I was showing up to every pitch practice, not sure, not quite sure how I was going to go about it. But I know the night before I practiced until I was tired of hearing myself talk. And at the time I had roommates and I know she was probably tired of hearing me talk too. I hope she was asleep, but I was just going on and on until I couldn't, I remember that I could say it with my eyes closed. I almost could say it backwards. So a lot of practice went into that the first time, but as I progressed, it's just been me feeling more comfortable and confident with my company and what I'm talking about. And then now I actually kind of know what I'm talking about. I've done the research. I've, I've talked with mentors, advisors. So I'm pretty confident in what I'm offering and what I'm discussing. And I have the proof. Initially, I was 
talking about it, but I wasn't quite sure because it was still an early stage idea. But now that I have some traction along the way, it's just me being more comfortable and knowing what my company is offering. Yeah. Well, so, so that actually begs a really interesting question too, because, you know, you, you have a very, you said that you mentioned that you were studying entrepreneurship at UMKC, which is a school that's known for entrepreneurship. Um, yes. And, and so what was it like taking what you learned in an academic setting and applying that practically? So here is my textbook saying this is what the ideation and development and design process looks like. And But then being able to go out into the world and do that. And not only that, talk to other people who are currently doing that. Like, what was that like to, to go from reading about it in a book to doing it? It was phenomenal for me. And I guess since I started so early, I, you know, when you're a freshman in college, you start off with prerequisite courses. So at the time I was taking history and stuff that you just needed to take to graduate. So when I got in the heart of my entrepreneurial classes that uh, started with my major to get me on the right track to graduate, I had already started with Interplay. So it made learning that much more fun and interesting and applicable to what I'm currently doing. So it was really an enjoyable experience overall for me because everything that I was learning in the classroom, I was able to, and have been able to apply directly to my company. So it's been, it's made topics and discussions within class that much more interesting for me. And I've been genuinely been able to learn because I've been able to ask questions that I may have had within my company, not just questions about the topics that's being discussed. And then in terms of being able to apply it in, in, um, what I'm doing now when I'm at networking events. So let's say I go through certain workshops or or various classes on entrepreneurship in the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. It's it kind of re reinforces what I've already learned in the classroom. So it's like I'm getting a double whammy, but it's good for me because now that I'm that much more knowledgeable on the subject at hand. Yeah. So so what does what what kind of tools and what kind of programs have you have you been going through that have been have kind of helped to shape your journey what experiences what groups what tools what resources like what's helping you along so the first was e-scholars going through the e-scholars program that's what started it all that's how i that's how i was able to get it off the ground even get my foot into the door of many connections meet people that's what really set the foundation for where i am but from e-scholars i went through the opportunity hub i know they had a six-month boot camp that they were offering i've gone through block knowledge i know they had a product development and tech class where they where they were providing information for non-tech people and um I know I've been a part of recently joined KC Collective and then also Innovate Her KC. So I've been a part of all these uh, <laughs> these groups, uh, all starting from the eScholars program. So. Well, what's really what's really interesting to me, like you're you're definitely talking about sources that can offer learning opportunities, but you're also talking about a lot of organizations that like the strength lies in the people, really. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not you, you know, you might be, you might get the odd tool here and there, but really the benefit of like a Casey Collective or, you know, some of these other programs is surrounding yourself with like-minded people that you can bounce mm-hmm. ideas off of and collaborate with. So what's that process been like for you? I genuinely enjoyed it because I'm a firm believer that you learn through experience and through people and by surrounding yourself with people who are more knowledgeable and wiser than you, that's how you get up to that level of knowledge and that's how you're able to increase your 
your knowledge and edu education values in that matter. So that's why, although I've been I'm majoring in entrepreneurship, I found the entrepreneurial education to be more valuable within the ecosystems and programs that I've gone through because experience is the best teacher. You can only learn so much through a book. Yeah, absolutely. I So I, I totally agree with that. Um, so, so here's, here's the question. Um, what, what is your hope for the future for, for interplay? Oh, for me, I kind of see two, I kind of see two things for interplay. So my primary vision was to have interplay like the face of pet automation. So when you see anything in relation to pets and dogs and technology, you think of interplay. Like I have this, I have so many more products in mind that I'm looking to hopefully make a part of the interplay product family as we continue to grow and develop. But there's also an exit option, but I just, I really want to see through with my vision for the, the pet automation first. That is awesome. So when, when you talk about like other products, are they, are they all going to be pet related or are they just going to be innovations? Like what, what's your focus? They're all going to be pet related. So for a person who didn't grow up with pets, I'm diving head in. You're going all in. Yeah. Well, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Are you going to get a pet? I need to know. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm getting the dog as soon as I, as soon as I graduated and playing okay. basketball, I'm okay. getting the dog. That is fair. That is fair. Well, so, so let me ask you this. One of the things, you know, early in your journey as you are, one of the things that you're going to have to do in the future, um, because you're going to grow and you're going to start taking on employees and you're going to have to, you know, find people who can do the things that you can't do. And, you know, that's kind of the nature of the entrepreneurial journey. So, so one of the things that I want to know is kind of what's your plan there? Are you looking forward to hiring people, taking on, you know, some of these new tasks, figuring out that site, like the, the, traditional business logistics side of things? I'm very excited to get to that point because a wise person once told me, do what you do best and hire the rest. So I can't wait until I can facilitate and find people who do it because I'm pretty sure that they do it better than me. I've been doing okay on my own, but I'm like, I can't wait to hand people tasks and just let them know how I want it and how it looks and they complete it and get it done. So that's something that I'm personally looking forward to. And it would just be validation that everything that I started on my own, I'm now in a position to hand off to other people and create those jobs and opportunities. So I'm really looking forward to that. I know. I, I, I mean, honestly, like there are some days where I'm just like, how many more people can I just like, please, please help me, please help me. Um, <laughs> and I do, I do want to mention really quickly. So, so this particular episode of Startup Hustle has been sponsored by Gusto. And guess what Gusto does, Janae? Guess what Gusto does? Uh, they they are those fantastic organizations that can help you do those tasks that you really just want to push off to someone else. So, you know, paydays are great, but running payroll, uh, calculating taxes, deductions, compliance, it's none of that is easy uh, unless, of course, you have a product like Gusto. Gusto is it's simple. It's online payroll and benefits built for small businesses. They will automatically file your payroll taxes, directly deposit teams pay. You can offer all kinds of benefits to your teams, which I know is like that's going to be super hu huge for me moving forward. And I know what kind of heart you have. You're going to want to build the kind of team where you can offer some great benefits, right? 
Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, with Gusto, you can offer 401ks, health insurance, workman's comp, all of those things that the superior organizations offer, and they make it really easy. And um, Startup Hustle listeners, this one's for you. Just a reminder, you can get three months free with Gusto once you run your first payroll. So all you have to do is go to gusto.com backslash Startup Hustle. That is gusto.com backslash Startup Hustle to take advantage of what I think is a pretty amazing deal. So I'm, I'm going to pop the Gusto link up there because that sounds awesome, right? Yeah, I know. I wish I was further along so I could be a user of Gusto. Right? <laughs> well, so, so, so let's hop back into it. You know, we're, we're talking about things that are down the line. And I personally cannot wait to see you as a huge CEO with, you know, hundreds of employees and all of these products that you're managing using organizations like Gusto to do all that stuff you don't want to do. So you get to focus on what you love, but that begs the question, what do you love? What is the, what's your favorite thing? Like in, in working with Go Interplay, what is, what do you love to do? Wow. That's a great question. That's something I haven't really thought about. I just, I just love the entrepreneurial process and journey in itself. I just love being able to see my vision come to life. So I just love being able to bring my mind to life, to reality, and to people who can actually use it. Because it's just, now it's not an idea anymore. It's something that people can see, touch, feel, and actually realize, okay, this is a real thing. This is something that I need, something that I like. So just being able to see my idea through and have success through it, have people who see what I saw and now in full scale, since it's actually something, I think that's my, that's what I love. That's what I love doing. You're a visionary. Like that, I mean, that's really what you're talking about. Like, I want the, do you have a lot of big ideas? Yes, I do. So you're I, one of those people, like, you have a brainstorming session and you're just like, boom, 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 boom. There are a million things we can do here, right? Yes. I can totally see that. You you feel like a very creative spirit. I am. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I have a, I've realized I have a pretty, pretty good innovative mindset. Every everything I'm like I'm just thinking about how I can improve it make it better what's the next best version of it okay well so so let me ask you this we're gonna we're gonna go back to the archives a little bit because I'm very curious about who you are as a person um where do you think that that innovative spirits that entrepreneurial mindset came from I say my mom I think my mom is a very creative person like she's She's, I'm a mini her, I guess you can say. I was going to say she's another version of me, but in the end, I guess I'm a version of her since she birthed me. So um, I know growing up, I've always had the innovative entrepreneurial mindset, I guess. I kind of always was more of a trendsetter rather than a trend follower because I started selling um, bracelets. That's how I started off with my first company where I'm selling custom handmade bracelets to family and friends, designing them, like, friendship bracelets a little bit essentially but also with beads and stuff and then I went into selling fruit snacks I had a very lucrative fruit snack business in middle school really? it was quite the quite the journey then after I guess people saw how well I was doing with it I have a few of my classmates follow behind me and they started uh, trying to have their snack business I guess trying to pursue competition from that and that and like nipping at your heels huh yeah <laughs> That that is too funny. Well, well, congratulations on your your fruit snack conglomerate. 
that thing. <laughs> so, so, so we've talked, so, you know, your entrepreneurial spirit, it came from your mom, but you said something really interesting that I'm going to ask you to drill down on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you said that you, you look for ways to grow that and ways to, to hone that. And so I'm, I'm curious, what are some of the methods that you use to keep your mind sharp and entrepreneurial and to expand the way you think about these things? Yeah, so I surround myself with like-minded people, fellow entrepreneurs and people who have similar entrepreneurial mindsets. So what I've learned and seen with that is when I'm surrounded by these people with my type of mindset, we bounce ideas off of each other or like they might say something else like what's that or they may they expand my knowledge on areas that I didn't really know about and I know now working on a product I've been around a lot of tech people and they've been speaking languages that I did not know about I didn't know what UX or SAS or IOT I didn't know any of that I thought they were speaking another language it was quite foreign to me but now just being surrounded and, and with it every day is enhancing my knowledge and then they may say certain things around tech or some things that I didn't know was possible so just being around people in, in atmospheres that I wasn't necessarily uh, familiar with has been able to help me grow and expand that mindset and innovation and creativity. That is awesome. And I, I really, I respect people who recognize that entrepreneurial entrepreneurial thinking, it, it, it can be innate, but it's also something that can be practiced and learned. And yes. The fact that you recognize that and you, you know, you're, you're proactive and finding ways to build on what you clearly already have. I mean, you know, I think that the average person could look at your mind and be like, well, if I thought like that, I could call it a day. (laughs) Thank you. Like I'm good. But the fact that you, again, you're as young as you are. Uh, but the fact that you're as young as you are and that you recognize that it's just a, it, it's a skill and it's a trajectory and it's a journey um, mm-hmm. to, to, to think that way. That's, that's, that's really cool. Um, <laughs> so, so talk to me a little, you know, we've kind of talked about like your, your entrepreneurial spirit, but one of the things um, that I do want to talk about is what are some of the unique challenges that you have experienced in being a student entrepreneur? Oh, uh, quite a few, quite a few. I guess I will start off for starters to say is time management with not only being a student, but student athlete, entrepreneur, yep. it's been a lot trying to, to manage and just make sure that if I have an event, I have to coordinate with my coaches. If we have practice or a game, how can I fit it in, rescheduling different times. So just that time management has been a challenge, but it's also helped me improve my time management skills. So it's been a win-win, double whammy with that. But then also um, being a non-tech person in a tech-dominated product, uh, that's been quite a challenge, but it's been a challenge that I've been able to get a grasp on and really embrace. So I've been I've been really using this as a learning opportunity and as a way to broaden and expand into a field and industry that I may not have necessarily been a part of or familiar with without working to the, with this product. And then also just the product development process and just the entrepreneur journey in itself. Things don't always go as planned. Nothing goes as planned. Uh, they say you shouldn't really have a plan, but it won't go through if you don't make a plan. Plans are always subject to change. So just always having plans change, that's been a challenge, but just being adaptable is really helped with my adaptability and just being able to pivot and alter things in that manner. Yeah. Well, and I and I think you said something kind of funny in there, and I don't. I, I'm sure at this point you realize it's funny, but it's like not only does do things 
rarely go the way you plan them to. They, they never, ever go the way that you plan them to. But you, yeah. have, you have it. You have a direction and you have a plan, but you also can't get emotionally hurt if everything doesn't go according to plan. You know, like that's basically yeah. got to be ready to roll with the punches. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, so, so I love that. So, so tell us, tell us about, about a punch. I'd be interested. Like, was there something, you know, maybe earlier on that you experienced that like felt like a failure or just felt really hard that you had to overcome? Like, do you, do you have any story? I want to hear some more. Oh, yeah. Stories. yeah. Okay. So I, I have a great one actually. So okay. I first pitched for digital sandbox. I was, I was excited. I went in pretty confident and I had a few, a little, minor traction it wasn't traction at all but I thought I was doing big things so I went in and I was very excited to pitch I was like no this is great so I went in pitched what I had whatever and they ate me alive with all the questions because I was still very 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 early it wasn't even called Interplay at the time it was called Pet Tech so Interplay was not the original name the original name for what I'm working on was called Pet Tech so I went in with pet tech thinking pet tech was going to be taking over the pet industry and providing tech to all pets. And yeah. I came out and I was, I t- called my mom. I'm like, mom, this is horrible. I said, pet tech is horrible. I'm like, I'm done. I'm just going to stay in school and see what I can do after that. And then she, she kind of coached me to it. She's been like not only a mom, but a mentor through this entire process and advisor. And she was like, no, just think about what they said, take their feedback, make the necessary changes. And and you're going to do great. You're going to be great. It's still good. You're just not ready yet. So I took their advice and that's how I've been able to get as far as I am now. So I took all the feedback. I went to see a SBDC counselor and worked closely with her. She helped me, advise me through the entire process, got my business plan, pitch deck, everything in line and then together. So I've been able to have big progress and growth from that digital sandbox. And it also prepared me for tough questions that I've been asked. So that set the foundation for that. That's amazing. So I, ha- I have to ask a question and it's about your mom, but is your mom an entrepreneurship coach? Like, it's no, if you know, she's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, but she could be. I think she she could pass as a pretty good one because I guess I don't know if this is considered entrepreneurship, but she was a Mary Kay sales rep and she got the pink Cadillac. Hey, so she, no, that is a hundred percent entrepreneurship. Like, yeah, I'm like she's cool. the real deal when it comes to business. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you have such a great example before you. That is awesome. I do. That's yeah. definitely who I look up to. That's my inspiration for sure. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I feel like she really just kind of hit it on the head and the you know we like I mean that's that's the entrepreneurial journey like you know we we have all these perceptions out there that like you know entrepreneurs are hashtag killing it and you know we're we're doing amazing and it's like you know the, the reality is like there are some days that are just awesome and they are incredible and they fuel you and they keep you going but there are so many more days where you are scared and tired and yeah frustrated and 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 so to to have somebody kind of in your corner saying like just keep going just take it take what works you know mm-hmm. and, and apply it and what doesn't work don't and like I mean that's that's very powerful advice I mean that, that, honestly that's going to serve you with interplay and that's going to serve you mm-hmm. in life but but how cool that that came from your mom who's mm-hmm. who's your, your example you know yes that is I've had a perfect example growing up. That's I've been very yeah. fortunate. 
That, that is super awesome. Um, so, so tell me, talk to me a little bit about, I, I, I'm going to go back and I'm going to ask you to talk about that picking yourself back up. Um, so, so clearly like your mom influenced you and kind of told you, helped you get hyped back up. So for me, my deal is whenever I get like knocked down, I allow mm -hmm. myself a finite amount of time to wallow. And it just kind of depends yeah. on what I'm going on, but it can be like, okay, you can wallow for 10 minutes. You can wallow for a weekend and then you got to get back to work. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's kind of what I do. So I allow myself to like watch sappy movies and eat ice cream <laughs> and like, like eat my food. Um, you know, maybe have a couple glasses of wine. Okay, um, right. A few sips. Drowning your sorrow. Don't worry. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so I allow myself to get a specific amount of time and then it's like, okay, you got to get back to it. So what do you do to pick yourself back up again? I get right to it. I I may have like a of few. Course you do. Look, this is this is a true story. This every time something goes horrible, I call my mom. I call my mom, and then as soon as I get off the phone with her, I get right to work and fix what I need to, so I won't I won't feel like that again. I try not to make the same mistakes twice, so okay. I learn my lesson pretty quick. Call my mom, get get the talk, and see what I need okay. to fix. Get some inspiration, and then get right to work. I feel like your coping mechanism is probably a little bit more healthy than mine. <laughs> Are you gonna show your mom this episode? Yes. She she doesn't she doesn't know I'm doing it at all. She kind of <laughs> gets she gets mad at me because I do so much and I forget to tell her. And she's like, "You didn't tell me that you were doing." I'm like, "You know, I forgot. It was kind of last minute." <laughs> well, so we will we're we're, we're gonna give you a, a shout out, Mom. You did a fabulous job. Look at this young lady that you have raised. Uh, okay, so so let's let's talk about tactics. Um, I just, I want to ask you one, I, I want to ask you a final advice kind of question. Yeah, so, so there are a lot of student entrepreneurs out there and there are a lot of students who probably don't even know that entrepreneurship is an option for them. And so I, I want to talk to you a little bit about that. Um, what would your best advice be to another young person who is perhaps thinking about entrepreneurship or who recently heard about entrepreneurship and listened to the show like what would you tell them to to motivate them or, or would you tell them like don't even try it don't do it it's terrible like what, what absolutely not absolutely not and as soon as people tell me that they have an idea or business that they're working on, I tell them to go for it. You miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. And I guess yeah. I learned that not only for basketball, but that applies directly in life. So it goes for the same. Like, if you never ask, the answer will always be no. So if you never go for it, you never know what you can get from it. So I would definitely encourage people to go for it. Surround yourself with people who know or who have experience, just get those connections, networks, and resources to put you in a position to where you can su succeed and achieve in whatever it is that you're doing. But I'll absolutely say, if you put your mind to it, you definitely can do it. And if you believe it, you can absolutely achieve it. So go for it. I love that. We we always love hearing inspiration around, around here. So, so that yes. is awesome. Well, so, so we're going to wrap up here pretty quick, but I have one more question for you and it's going to be, you know what? I think it's going to be about recreation because you're a student athlete, which I think is so cool, by the way. And I haven't even asked, I know you play basketball, but do you play any other sports? Um, I used to be an all around athlete 
back in the day, back in my day, like I'm, I'm not still young, but back in the day in, in high school, in grammar school, I played baseball, I ran track, I played softball, but basketball, was, yeah. I got my scholarship to do. So that's the only sport I play now. Do you feel like you got some of your discipline from sports? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. A lot I, of those skills and, and traits that I have now definitely developed from being an athlete. Yeah, that is awesome. All right. So, sorry, I, I got off track a little bit. Here is my silly question. It's related to recreation. So if you, you had a day off and you couldn't do anything with interplay, you couldn't do any studying, you couldn't do, you know, anything related to sports or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It was just a day for you to have fun, relax. What would you do? I go shopping. I like to shop. Okay. So Any probably brands or things you like to shop for? Uh, shoes. I'm a sneakerhead, so I do have a lot of gym shoes. So I'll probably go mm-hmm. shoe shopping or find some outlet mall or something and just enjoy myself or, or yeah. friends, whoever wants to come along. Now, when you say you're a sneakerhead, are you one of those that like invest hundreds or thousands of dollars in your shoe collection? Or is it more just like, I like cool looking shoes? Oh, no, I have a, I have a shoe collection. I have, I, yeah, I have a lot of shoes. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to dig a little deeper. Can you ballpark it for us about how many pairs of shoes do you think you have? <laughs> oh, this is a. A good one. I, I counted, but I, I purchased more since I last counted. I'd say I have about close to 100 pairs of shoes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Do you have a favorite pair? Yes, I do. My favorite pair are the, hmm. You, you were just that. so definitive, and now you have to think I about have, it. And then I got to thinking about the other pairs, and then they <laughs> came into play. But I say right now it's the uh, Leah May ones. So those are pretty creative, and not a lot of people have those. So that's why I like them. You know, so, so Matt DeCourcy, um, who is uh, the one of the Startup Hustles founding hosts, he has a thing where for employees and team members who perform well, he gives them gold tennis shoes. And he, he and I were talking the other day and we, I was like, so when do I get my, my gold shoes? Like I want gold shoes. They're like a prestigious thing at the full scale organization. And uh, so we were talking about like different scenarios where I might get some, but you know, I think that at some point you and I are going to both have gold pairs of shoes and twinsies. What do you think? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I love it. And then what the next event that we meet at together, we're definitely going to have to wear them together. Hell yeah. All right. <laughs> well, well, very, very cool. And, and, and I, I have to tell you, um, you know, I'm glad that we have this opportunity to chat. Um, I feel like I've learned a lot about you. I've learned a lot about interplay, but most importantly, I've had a lot of fun. You've been, you've been a lovely guest and thank you for thank spending you. time. I appreciated the conversation. You've been an even more exceptional host. Oh my gosh. Well, that was adorable. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to go ahead and call it. And I do want to give one more shout out to Gusto. Um, I got to tell you, we we love our sponsors. Um, Gusto, I, I had heard about Gusto for years um you know before they came on as a sponsor for startup hustle and i've i've heard good things whenever we have conversations in the innovator kc community and people are asking about payroll services and things like that we always have people recommend gusto so if you run a startup 
give Gusto a try. Um, give Try Gusto payroll, deposit checks and file payroll taxes automatically. You get employee health insurance, onboarding, expert HR, and more. Um, they take it off your plate and they make everything so much easier. And added, added benefit, you'll even get three months free when you go to gusto.com backslash startup hustle. So, so definitely give them a visit, check it out. Uh, that is gusto.com backslash startup hustle. And thank you so much for listening to the startup hustle podcast. We are so glad to spend this time with you and we'll catch you next time. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.